Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Finally. Yay, all right. So hey listen, you're a coach. You understand what this means. Like not everything always goes great. Right the, the first time around, absolutely. Yeah, it's not what happens what, what is it? What do they say? It's not what happens to you, it's what you do with what happens to you that's most important. Exactly. So first of all I want to thank you for being here. Let's get off to a smoother start. For those people unfamiliar with my voice, my name is Peter Mingles. We are here on the Dash Radio Show and I have a special guest. Her name is Kim. Addis, A-D-E-S, for those people that are looking to spell it. So if you want to go online, you'll be able to find it on frameofmindcoaching.com. But hang with me for a second and listen to Kim as we get started. Now, as we do this um, on the Dash Radio, just as a little uh, background for Kim, and Kim may know a little bit about the theme and things that we do, but just a little bit of a background, is Dawn and I started this way back in December when we were thinking about, you know, what can we do to make a difference and there's lots of great voices out there, but unless you know who they are, they're of limited use to you. And it's a little bit like coaching, and we're going to f- come back full circle with that in a second. But as we started to do this, and we were looking for a theme for our radio show, 
I and she thought about the dash that's in between on someone's tombstone. You've got a date of start and a date that you're done, and that little dash is everything in between. So we wanted to do something special where people would have an opportunity to explain what's going on in their life and make a difference in other people's. So we've had on this show people that are producers and authors and motivational speakers and top sales guy. And you just heard Danny Serafini, who's now with a wonderful company called Chicago. I'm sorry, California Transit Authority. used to be with the band called Chicago. And we take this opportunity for people to be able to share the interesting messages that they have. And, by the way, just so you guys hear, my phones are ringing off the wall right now because I was looking for Kim, and she was here all along. She just didn't say anything because she couldn't hear me. And I just have to figure out how to shut off all my phones because I had to turn some of my phones on for us to be able to do this. And we're going to talk right now as we get started with Fill in Your Dash. And we have Kim Addis on our line, who is the founder and president of a company called Frame of Mind Coaching and has done some other things with some pretty amazing stuff. I've been reading some of her comments and blogs and listening to some of the videos that she has up in place with thought management. So, Kim, thanks for being here. I am delighted to be here, and you have an awesome voice. Well, thank you. It's a little tired because it gets used all the time. I think I'd put a, like if I had headsets that could be surgically implanted, I would do that, and my voice is always moving. So thank you for that, for sure. Okay, so let's talk about this. I got I to gotta just share with you a little bit about my prejudice. You ready? My prejudice ready. Relative, relative to coaching is that there are some really great people that do coaching, and then there's everybody else, you know? And... So, so it's f- not a prejudice. It, it's a, it's a, it's an actuality. It's a fact. It's a fact, right? So it's a fact. It's a yes. But I got to share with you. Even though I didn't have a coach to start off with, I had someone that it was almost like a coach. He was my first employer. I can share with you the thoughts and the things that I learned from JoJo and Ronnie. There's three people there, same company, but the thoughts and the habits and the attitude and the actions and the philosophies that I learned in those first few months, actually first few weeks of working with the right person, I still use those principles today. And I don't know if it made all the difference, but I can, uh, uh, both good and bad, I can attribute a lot of the things that I learned and a lot of the principles that I use in my own business, even today on a regular basis, to what I learned from having a good coach early on in my career. And did it make the difference? I don't know, because you can't replay your life backwards. Like, who knows what would have happened if I followed a different path. But the reality was having the right coach or person in your life can mean the difference between success or failure, above average or mediocrity. I don't want to say divorce or successful marriage, happier kids, worse kids, all of those types of things. It could mean all of those things if you ask me, Kim. So I was looking at your stuff, and I will proudly say I am pleased to have you on our call because as I was reading through the literature that you had written and stuff that you had done I'd say this I'm going to use slang this gal's got it down I mean she is thinking the same way I have been thinking for a long time whole person you know put them into journaling take a look at what they're doing figure out what's holding them back and I am pleased to have you on our call so besides rocky grounds thanks for being here I am thrilled to be here, but I'm curious now, what did they teach you in those first few months that you're still using? You, you know, it was, kind of, it was kind of interesting. I took a sales position with a company called Electrolux, the vacuum cleaner company. Yep. And um, Joe Calderi, I'll give him the credit that he deserves, was my branch manager for a very short period of time. Now, Joe 
was probably the best manager I've ever met. He was also the the most lazy manager I've ever I've ever met. I, I've never seen him do a demo in the in the field. I've never seen him do anything live. I've only seen him talk about the stuff that he said we were supposed to do. But I figured he was a sharp guy. He knew more about the business than I did, so I followed his instructions. So if he said, if you want to get back into a customer's house, you got to do this. If you if you want to overcome the wife objection, you have to do this. If you want to overcome the husband objection, you have to do this. If and this is the part that he taught me that was really important as far as being coachable. He said, never leave the house unless you call the office. And I closed five sales my very first week, and that's mis- that's mistaken. I didn't close five sales my very first week. I did what Joe said: do a proper demo, then get him on the phone with me. And then I, Joe closed my first five sales. So he showed me a lot about sales, sales management, different philosophies. But here's probably the most important thing. I learned this in wrestling and with Joe, that people's body, follow, or people's body follows many times their mind or what's going on with their head. A simple way of saying it when you're wrestling, if you grab a guy by his nostrils and you pull him in a certain direction, his body usually follows. So if you get the head right, the body and everything else seems to take care of itself. And Joe and Joe and Ronnie worked more on my head. I can sincerely say I don't think I've ever seen Joe sell a vacuum. I don't think I've ever seen the other Joe sell a vacuum. Like, never. And I don't think I ever saw Ronnie sell a vacuum. But I was able to run 96 different offices for that company with thousands of people never seeing what they told me to do because I was a good student and they were good coaches. So that's just like a teeny weeny little teeny weeny sliver. But Ronnie wow. told me Ronnie told me if I teach you how to think, you can do a lot of stuff without me. So if I can just teach you how to think. So he really opened me up to Nightingale Conant and Think and Grow Rich and Earl Nightingale and they were one of the first people that actually told me about all those things. And from there, you know, I had a successful sales career and whatever happened after that happened after that. But Oh, wouldn't it be can, cool to have him on the line? I'd love to interview oh, yeah. him with you. Yeah, that, yeah. Amazing. These guys were the best managers I've ever seen. But and we wasted our lives, if you will, in a direct sales company called Electrolux. I'm far enough away from it now where I could see that you know what? Wasted talent like Bronx Tail. But when we were there, we were some of the best, sharpest, brightest, I think, people managers ever. So that was the problem, Kim. I had something to compare it to. So when I met coaches in this home-based business, network marketing, personal develop arena, I was spoiled. Meaning, because yeah. once, once you had Joe and then you have somebody else, it's kind of like, oh, my gosh. Thank God they call it certification and not licensing, because if it was licensing <laughs> – they'd be in jail. I mean, literally, if it was licensing, they'd be in jail for bad, bad advice. But like I said, I listened to this stuff. I, I watched a, a YouTube video or a video that you had, and I've been kind of reading through the journal um, uh, things that you have on your, I'm going to call it a blog, but I am so pleased to have you here because you're right in line with a lot of this stuff that I teach. So hopefully we're going to be able to make a big difference for some people on this call but also for people to take advantage of the stuff that you do. Because if they do, they will be talking about Kim with the same high level of respect I speak about JoJo and Ronnie. So, well, let's go uh, then. Let's yeah, get in. Your turn. Let's go. So talk to us about you, and I know you've kind of followed your own path with your coaching style, because yep. like you said a little bit earlier, some of the other stuff that you've 
were seeing just didn't fit the mustard or pass the test, if you know what I mean. So yes, tell us more about that, you. Tell us more about you. You know, uh, I, I was exposed to coaching early on just because I did a, quite a bit of work in the real estate industry. I used to own a software company, that, and, and we built a product that was um, designed to identify who would make a really good salesperson. And, what, you know, it was a simulation-based assessment. And what we were interested in is what kinds of personality traits, what level of intelligence, what kind of social skills were required in order to be really successful. And what we discovered was that, um, you know, yeah, intelligence is important. Being able to, you know, interact and build rapport is important. But there was one item when we were studying characteristics of individuals that kept jumping up over and above everybody else that said, if you have this particular trait, this particular skill set, this particular characteristic, you would be much more likely to succeed than everyone else. And that was um, their degree of emotional resilience. If you had a high level of emotional resilience, it meant that you could take a blow and bounce back from adversity with greater speed and agility than other people. And so that was a really, really important finding. And when we look at the coaching industry as a whole, they don't necessarily focus on building emotional resilience. What they do is they say, okay, what is it that you'd like to achieve? Let's create a plan and let me as the coach help you execute that plan by holding you accountable. And something about that just completely rubbed me the wrong way. It just irked me because I thought, you know, people by and large know what to do. And for some reason, they're just not doing it. Why is that? What's up with that? Do they need someone to hold them accountable? That seems counterintuitive to me. And I'll tell you why. I thought, you know, if this accountability model actually works, if I hire you and, and, and you hold me accountable and it works, what happens when you're gone? Then what? I suddenly start failing? And, and what happens if, if it doesn't work and you ask me to do something and for whatever reason I don't do it, now our relationship is at stake. Now I'm not only disappointed at myself, I'm ashamed of myself too. And does that help me reach my goals any better than I, than I was on my own? Not at all. Right? So this model of accountability that exists by and large in coaching, I felt was flawed. In fact, I felt it was even unethical to some degree. I thought that's not what we need. What we really need is to create coaching programs that are focused on helping people build their emotional resilience so that they can handle life a little bit differently, take it a little more lightly, flow with it, uh, bounce back from their adversities, and not only that, leverage them. And so that's when I thought of this whole idea of focusing on how people think in order to significantly change their life experiences and build their emotional resilience. So, you know, that little thing that we might call a brain, that depending on who you talk to, people use either a lot or a little. Most of us underutilize the real potential of it. What I hear you saying is that you're going to help with changing the dynamics of perhaps the – I'm not going to say it as well as you – but changing the dynamics of the thought process because there might be some stuff that's kind of running down the wrong track, need to be redirect a little bit. And just asking a couple of accountability questions like, you know, how many demos did you do yesterday doesn't really do the change, the, the change of habits of thoughts, if you will, to make the real life changes that people need. Now, I know I kind of that's botched correct. it up the way, the way you would say it, but I think, I think we're on the same page. 
That's exactly right. So, you know, what you find out there is coaches focus on what did you do? What action did you take? It's very action-oriented. And action is important, but just like two minutes ago you said, if you lead with the head, the body will follow, it follows the same principle. Action follows thought. And if we only change the action and not the thought or the thinking, then the action isn't necessarily sustainable. So as a coach, I'm not so interested in what action did you take. For me, what action did you take tells me how did you think about it. And that tells me a much more important story. If I can get to the root of it and just help people see things a little bit differently, their actions naturally change. You know, when you talk about changing, I've worked with people for a long time myself. And, I, you know, sometimes getting them to move out of state might be a little bit easier than changing a habit of thought that's pretty well ingrained and they're going to hold on to no matter what. So right. how difficult is that? Like, for instance, you, you said something that's pretty deep, and just we need to make sure that most of the people in the audience are kind of clarifying that. You said I could, I could manage the action, but that would be like the after effect. That's like fixing the, 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 uh, the dent on your car instead of figuring out how in the world you keep bumping into stuff. So. Right. How do you start to do that? Or you know, I don't want to give you—I don't want you to have to give us any trade secrets, but that's a hard thing to start to do because people hold on to their beliefs just like they might be holding on to their kids in a vicious storm. You know, they don't want to yeah. let those suckers go. So that's all. That I was work. a really good visual. Yeah, yeah. But um, is, is uh, you it know not what? true? Uh, so- I mean, so, they do. so, I they, mean, let, let, let's reveal some trade secrets because I think that, you know, uh, understanding it intellectually is very different from practicing it and really getting into it at, the, at that deep level. So you're 100% right. People hold on to their beliefs. But worse than that, people aren't even aware of their beliefs. They just function at this um, kind of unconscious level where their beliefs are so deeply embedded in who they are and how they've grown up and their experiences that they operate on this level of, of automation, let's call it. And so my job is first and foremost to find the beliefs. And I don't mean surface beliefs. I mean deep-seated beliefs and, and just shed some light on it. So I say, let's look at what your beliefs are. Let's find them and let's find where they come from and how they trace back to perhaps your history. But also let's look at how they rule your life, how they play such a dominant role and how some of those beliefs simply don't work for you and how some of those beliefs are completely unaligned with what it is that you actually want for yourself. And the way that I do that is I ask people to journal. So we normally begin with a 10-week coaching period. There's a call once a week for 10 weeks. And in between every call, I ask people to journal in an online journal every single day. No days off, no weekends, no vacations. So why do I do that? Because I'm interested in, in what they think, how they think, how they see the world, how they experience the world. I'm looking at their values, their perspectives, all of that. And I'm really helping to craft the story of how they see life how they live life. And and when I can show them, hey, here's here's what you're doing, and they look at it a little bit more objectively because it's on paper and it's in front of them or it's on the computer and it's in front of them, they go, boy, that's not actually what I want. I need to, I need to take responsibility at this point. So you're the one, I don't want to use the, yeah, help me with any examples that I use that are completely wrong, but it's like a lot of people are sleepwalking through life. Yes. And by exactly. journaling, by by journaling this stuff, 
and treating it almost like it's a crime scene, you're able to help identify me. Like if I was sleeping in life and all of a sudden you're getting up and then having a bagel every day and then wondering why I gained 50 pounds over the year, and you say, well, did you see all that stuff you put on that bagel while you were sleepwalking? And I'd say, holy cow, I didn't even know I was doing that. Like, wow, you're really opening my eyes up. So that's what I loved about the stuff that you were doing because I could kind of see she's getting into this whole crime scene. Like, you're seeing me sleepwalking, and then you're kind of going through whatever might be going through saying, Peter, did you realize that this was going on? And that's breaking me out of that consciousness or not consciousness, understanding that, hey, yeah, you got some issues going on that you have to kind of fix. doesn't make you a bad guy, but you got some stuff that might be holding you back in the real world. Well, you're 100% right. Like, I love what you just said about it being a crime scene. I've never said it that way, but it's exactly that. You're uncovering this really interesting a mystery, and you're putting the pieces together. You're, you're, you're really understanding this puzzle of who this person is and how, how come sometimes this person operates so beautifully and how come sometimes this person gets so stuck and has so much struggle and frustration. So you're really trying to figure out the puzzle and pull the pieces together that say, well, you know what, if you just move this around a little bit, everything fits together. And and we need to go deeper than the surface. We need to go beyond the actions. We need to go to the thinking, and we need to string together the patterns of thinking that create their current outcomes. I, uh, we're going to take a commercial break in a second, but I'll let you clean up whatever I'm going to say next as well. One of the things that I learned early on is that I was where I was, as a result, and who I was and everything that I had, was as a result of my previous thoughts and decisions that I'd made over the previous two to five years. And I challenged that, because I I grew up, I don't know how I grew up, but I grew up like a scientist. So I said, okay, this is what I got. Let me see if I can work backwards and figure out if that makes any sense. Or, you know, throw out the BS factor. Or is that a whole bunch of stuff that really sounds good? So I started to look that through, and I said, you know what, that's right. I am who I am and where I am as a result of the decisions that I made over the previous two to five years. And then I came across the aha moment, maybe, just maybe, if that's true, can I move that forward? Can I be where I want to be? Can I be who I want to be? Can I have what I want to have in the next two to five years over maybe some of the decisions I'm making today? So we're going to take a note on that, and we're going to come right back in just one minute with Kim Addis, who is uh, the founder of Frame of Mind Coaching. We'll be right back. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show.
Okay, we have Peter Mingles, my guest speaker, co-host Dawn Wright the Bronx is not here right now. She's getting a new lease on life, which means she's opening a retail store somewhere, and she's doing some stuff relative to leases, and she may or may not be on this call, and I said, don't worry about it. I got this one. Kim's going to be on the line. I've read plenty of stuff about her. I love her thought processes. I can handle this one. So I get a chance to share you, with you all by myself, Kim. Thanks for being here on our show. And Kim is the uh, uh, the owner of a company, well, the owner of a domain name called frameofmindcoaching.com, and she's been involved with her own software programming before in a company there. And she's really focused on this thing called thought management, which we're kind of delving into as we go here. So, Kim, I don't know if you want to just kind of pick up where we might have left off if I am who I am and where I am and all that sort of stuff, if my life is where it is today because of the decisions I've made over the previous two to five years, can I really design my life in the next two to five years, maybe based on some of the decisions I might make now? Absolutely. So, so, I mean, you're taking a little bit of a leap, right? So decisions. Decisions are a big thing, and decisions are a result of your thinking processes, right? So Mm -hmm. you might have 10 options in front of you and you have to decide one. Your decision over any of those 10 options are going to be based on how you interpret and tell the story of this opportunity and the potential outcomes of this opportunity. And and so when you start to practice uh, the art of thinking in a way that make sure on an ongoing basis that it's aligned with what you actually want and aligned with your values, it becomes much easier to make decisions. There's less struggle in decision-making. Nice. So um, let's talk about you and your company. And if somebody was listening in and saying, you know, I'm really gravitating towards her, meaning you on this line, and say she could really help me, what are some of the services that you provide and some of the things that you might offer? Because there's a lot of people out there that I'll tell you, they are you away from success or failure. They are you away from, like, having a totally different life over the next couple of months or couple of years or maybe even lifetime. So there are some people listening and saying, boy, I wish I could work with her or maybe someone on your team. So what do people get when they work with you? Walk us through the sales process. So the first thing that happens is um, that, you know, we, we have a conversation to see if it's really a good fit and if people are really willing to roll up their sleeves and do the work that it takes to get to a new place. Now, again, because our coaching is so different, it's so intense, we have to make sure that people are really willing to go to those deep places. Um, most coaching happens, you know, one week at a time or every two weeks. We're literally with our clients every single day for 10 full weeks. And so what happens is there's a phone call once a week for 10 weeks, and in between each phone call, they are journaling with their coach every single day. So they journal, the coach reads and responds to the journal and goes deeper and deeper and deeper and does this process of discovery throughout the week, bringing it to the next call where every single call is explosive. So we're, we're making significant movement in a very short period of time. So and that's what happens in the first 10 weeks. After the first 10 weeks is over, people can decide whether they want to continue in a maintenance mode, a little bit less intense, but they don't have to. And our goal is not to have clients for life. 
although we love to have them. Our goal is to equip people to, uh, to, with the skills, the tools, the necessary framework to be able to go off on their own and, and confront any adversity with a certain uh, set of principles that makes it easy to make decisions and, and, and handle the tough spots in life. Yeah, and for all those people that are listening in, when you said, you know, you don't want to have them for life, you might not want to have them for life, but they need you for life. Because well. I can share with I can share with you this. Uh, just a phone friendly voice every once in a while, just kind of keeping me on track and making sure that we were doing the things that we were supposed to do. I'll give you a specific case in point. A little bit earlier on the show, I said, Joe said to me, after you're done with your demos, call the office and I'll help you close the sale. What do you think I started to do? When I was closing sales on my own, I wasn't calling the office. Call the office. And what <laughs> what do you think happened? I probably lost the sales that I would have made if I would have just stayed in touch with my coach. So for all those people that are listening in, man, when you find a good one like Kim, stick with her like glue. Be the gubble, be the bubble gum in her hair <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> you know, that could be a problem for me because my hair is really curly and uh... – that bubble gum could have a lifelong uh, impact. That would be, and I would make sure, if I were the bubble gum in your hair, I would just be at the end so you could easily cut it out and grow back fast. But I'd still want to be there because the value of a good coach is invaluable. I, like I was saying, I, I'm a firm believer. Once you find the right one, that'll be excellent. Okay, so here we are. So you talk shock treatment. You might as well be throwing me in a really cold pool when you talk about every day and doing the journaling stuff, what kind of resistance do you usually find? Does everybody just write in and just do it, or what do you do? Well, like, do I they... mean, they know what they're getting. You know, like they, mm -hmm. they come to me for that purpose. They're ready for a change. They want to have a big kind of uh, – they want to travel a big distance in, in a short period, period of time. So most people just kind of roll up their sleeves, and they're ready to go, and they know what to expect. They usually get far more than what they expect. It's part of the experience. And, um, and you know – even within a week, you notice such significant shifts for a person. You know, they're thinking differently. They are thinking. Their awareness increases. Their uh, mood changes. Their sense of self-awareness changes. They walk taller. People notice them differently. They say, what happened to you? Did you get a haircut? You look different. You know, because they're glowing. There's a glow. And they experience their life with much more joy and enthusiasm and success. Things come to them more easily. They get raises. They get, you know, job opportunities. They get into relationships. They fall in love. All kinds of things happen because they shift the way they see the world. Absolutely. So it's kind of fun to watch people go through that development um, because it is life-changing. And talk to us about... Um, some of the examples, if you can, some of the examples of maybe what might have happened to, you know, do you have some favorite stories? You know, like I worked with a guy named Nick, and Nick usually talked a lot, and he could really speak a good game, but he wasn't really, his, his words were not as, his actions were not congruent with the words that he was using, and he, you know, he kept getting fired from jobs. So he can get one because he's a good talker, but he kept firing one. So could you give us some stories and some examples of some people that you've worked with that made a measurable difference in their lives. Oh, I can give you lots. So um, let me think. All right, the first one that comes to mind is I was working with a gentleman, an incredible human being, and you can actually read his story. His name is Tony Cole, Anthony Cole, and he runs a sales training organization. He's an amazing talker, 
very driven, uh, very, uh, you know, he takes the stage and he commands the audience. And uh, when he came to me, uh, I had him fill out an assessment. And the assessment was very interesting because I asked questions like on a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you with your finances, your relationships, how, ha- how, how peaceful are you, how much stress do you have? And he scored high on everything. He was happy. He had a great relationship. He was happy with his work. He was happy with his productivity and, and his health. Everything was high except for one thing. His level of peacefulness was at a 2 out of 10. And when I got to the phone with him, I said, I don't understand. These, mar- these scores are very strange, right? I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen someone who does so well on everything except this one area of peacefulness. What's going on? And he explained to me that uh, when his son was 12 years old, he was playing basketball on the, on the basketball court, and his son had a heart attack. And they had to airlift him to the hospital, and he was forever changed. He was, had severe brain damage. And 10, 20, you know, 12 years later, he was still really mourning the loss of his son. His son didn't die, but he was mourning the loss of what his son might have been. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, if we can help you feel a little bit differently about this, would that mean anything to you? He said it would mean everything to me. You know, this thing hovers over me every single day, day in and day out. It's a feeling that I just can't eliminate or get rid of. And so we started coaching together. And 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 one of the things that I helped him to see was that this incident happened and if he and if he can't find a way to turn it into something meaningful. It's just an incident, uh, you know, a shameful or a, a sad incident that happened, and it's his obligation to do something with it, to make some meaning out of it, right, to turn it into something valuable and important. And, and I said, look, look at your life of all the things that have happened. This has probably been the most formative of your life. He said, yes, that's true. I said, so what are you going to do with that? Are you going to be sad about it every single day? Your son didn't die. There's nothing to mourn. He's there. Right? Right. And so over time, he started to shift the way he felt. You know, did it completely dissipate? No. But he took his son and started speaking publicly with his son and telling his story and turning it into something that would give to others. So again, right. it's not always what happens is what you do with what happens. He told himself it's always what you story. do with what happens. Right, Ex- exactly. All right, so that was a that was a really great story. How about another? Like, do you have any on one else that you might think? Sure. Another story. Here's another story. I was working with a gentleman who was a real estate broker, and he owned a real estate brokerage company. And he was a really good salesperson, uh, but had a little bit of trouble managing his sales company, his, his real estate company. And uh, the challenge was this. He, you know, he was always in the red. He would, he would sell you know, like $300,000, you know, come home with $300,000 worth of income, but still be in the red still be in the red, still be in the red. And, and you know, what I did is I asked him to journal. And as a result of this journaling, what I uncovered was that he saw himself as being not very intelligent. I'm just not so smart. I don't have what it takes. Well, anybody who walks around believing that about themselves is simply not going to succeed. So as I probed a little deeper, like, why is it that you believe that you don't have what it takes, that you're not that intelligent? He said, well, I, 
you know, I only graduated from high school. I don't have an advanced degree. And so I had to challenge that belief. I had to really, really, uh, you know, help him get rid of the idea that he wasn't intelligent. Anyone who can sell $300, $300,000 and bring home $300,000 can't be dumb. Right? So I had to challenge his beliefs. I had to help him shift the way he saw himself. And you know what? Within a short time after that, I can't, I can't forget this call. He called me. He said, Kim, guess what? I had a $100,000 month. And he was no longer in the red. Wow. Right? So and so did I teach him how to sell? No. Did I teach him how to manage his finances? No. Did I teach him how to manage his office in terms of organizational structure and, and, and HR and, and, and management rules and regulations? Absolutely not. What I did was I helped him see himself a little bit differently. And that made every single bit of difference in the whole world. So here's what I've heard so far, kind of. A lot of people are in this sleep-type state where they're not paying attention to a lot of the things that they possibly could to make a measurable difference. But many times it sounds like they're there. They just, there's not all, you didn't have to change a hundred things on this guy. You had to change a few things. And a few things in somebody's life could make the difference between a profitable business or a non-profitable business. Uh, just a few things, the way people maybe manage different things. And the one gentleman who was a super sales manager getter, but he had the tragic situation with his son. A few things just process maybe a different way. You didn't you didn't have to go through like, oh, Peter, oh, my gosh, I had 300 things I had to deal with this guy. There were just a few. Is that a common theme? Like so many yeah. people are kind of so close. It's kind of like you're the combination and the lock. If you remember when you are in high school, you spun it to the left, yeah. spun it to the right. You just kind of tell them where to start and stop. Well, some people are definitely closer than others. Okay? Like right. Some people um, have closer act- access or more easy access to their own self-awareness. They have more willingness to go there. And they're, they're, they permit themselves to be more vulnerable and open. And, and so the distance you travel with those people is a little bit shorter. Right, So some people are really close, and all you have to do is a couple of things. And it's not really you have to do anything, but you have to get to the root of what it is that drives their outcomes. And if you can do that fast, it only seems like a few things. right? Not everyone can do it that fast. Um, and, and so the process of discovery is important. Um, it's important to have an intuitive coach, someone who can smell where you, you know what's really happening, and they smell it due to experience and just the ability to read the person in front of them. All of that is important. But at the end of the day, if we can just shift the way people think a little bit, really big results can unfold. And I've seen it over and over and over again. Like I was working with this one woman, and I'll never forget this because I was called into the company to do a weekend long, uh, of you know, a kind of team building facilitation session. And you know, we had this open discussion, and her team stepped up and said, you know, we work for a monster. She's horrible. She's awful. And she was right in the room. And everybody left, and she sat behind in the room, and she just, you know, had a breakdown. She said, I don't understand. You know, what what am I doing wrong? 
what am I doing that's so terrible and so bad? And um, and I said, I would really like to coach you, and I can help you bring you to another place. And what it turned out was that she viewed her responsibilities to be very uh, disciplined, very hard on people. And she thought that by being that way, she would get the team to perform better. Right? Instead, the team ended up feeling very unhappy and separate and, um, you know, even a little bit abused in that environment, right? And so her beliefs about what it was required to be a really good manager drove her outcomes. See, that's what it was. And all I had to do was say, hey, what about trying something else on? You know, let's look at what it is that drives you and what environment are you thriving? Let's look at that. And let's look at perhaps the elements that are required to help your team thrive, just based on most fundamental human principles. Excellent. Well, we're going to take right? a quick and break because, yeah. With, yeah, keep going. Just very quickly, within six months, she received a huge gift from her team saying thank you for wow. your inspired change. Wow. And so she kept her job because chances are, other than that, she might have lost her job because she would have been replaced by somebody nicer, quote-unquote, or she could have yep. destroyed the whole entire team and that portion of the business as well. And just a little yep. bit of coaching on your part, major difference. We're going to take a quick break. Our schedule a little bit off because we got a little bit off as far as that sort of stuff. This is the last break. We're going to come right back. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level. For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience and like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio and now back to the show okay peter mingles here we're here with the dash radio show and my guest speaker's name is kim addis a-d-e-s and we're going to give you the path to be able to find the information that you need to take advantage of kim so here's who should be doing this if you're someone that wants to do better, if you're, if you're someone who says, you know what, I just need a, a way to break through some of the limiting factors that I might have, if you're an upline and you're uh, working with a group of people as well you want to do the same thing from, if you're a company owner and you have a national convention, if you have a regional event, if you have a leadership uh, seminar, anything else like that, you should be the type of people. Who am I to tell them what to do, Kim? But you should be the type of people that are checking <laughs> that are checking out Kim's stuff because I know from my heart. I've listened to the things that you're saying, and I could um, 
when I say I could read into, I know that you've been down this road before. I mean, you're saying stuff that most people think you're just talking in some of the examples that you use, but I'm like, holy cow, you can only say that after you've dealt with thousands of people. Like, you can't string those words together the way you just did unless you've done it with thousands of people. So I know that anybody that Kim is working with is going to see a, an increase in a lot of things, their performance, their life, and a whole bunch of stuff. So, Kim, sometimes I can go through a whole show, and then by the time we're finished, we're, like, running out of time. So let's show them where they can go to find out more information from you. So what's your website? It's www.frameofmindcoaching.com. And, you know, what's notable on there is there's a leadership assessment. And if you're interested in talking to a coach and just learning a little bit more and maybe doing a little bit of, of your own assessment and discussion with a coach, take that assessment and uh, a coach will reach out to you and you can have a discussion about what's up with you right now. And, you know, even that conversation has tremendous value. Absolutely. Okay, so what else can you share with us? Um, well, one of the things that's really interesting, I think, is that we work with people who are interested in coaching others. And so those people can be in organizations or people who are studying to be coaches or people who've already studied to be coaches, you know, that other 90% that you were talking about who are struggling. Right. And what we do is, is we, uh, we work with people and certify them in the frame of mind coaching method and and show them a different way of coaching people with a different approach to coaching people, different methodology, a different philosophy. And and we take them through the whole process. What's really cool about it is that one of the things we insist on is as you get certified, you must get coached. And so our coaches go through the process so not only they can learn, uh, you know, from a master level coach so they can experience the the process and learn the system but so that they can can clean up their own garbage while they're at it too and and have a dedication to their own personal development so if i heard this right you also teach people to do a lot of the things that you do so they're not just part of the process they're also learning how to teach other people including themselves part of that process so Give us some examples of people that would be perfect for that. Would it be um, they would take that as another form of income because they could make money uh, when well, they do coaching? Yeah, a lot a lot of uh, organized, like I work with a lot of corporations, so people within the HR departments or people in training who are interested in coaching others in their organizations will often come and inquire about our frame of mind coaching certification. So that's one option. We have leaders who are like entrepreneurs who are really determined to have a different kind of company with a different kind of culture. And what they want to do is they want to learn everything there is to learn about frame of mind coaching so that they can create the kind of culture that is coaching inspired so that they have independent uh, individuals who are are driven, who are who don't need babysitting, who don't need that kind of management, who come to the table and just contribute in in a happy, uh, joyful manner. And and you know, to me, in my mind, the leader sets the tone in an organization. And if you have a, a leader who is self-aware and is responsible for their own state of mind then you have an organization who has a much higher likelihood of success right off the bat. So it could be anyone from, uh, say, maybe like a school principal or like, yep. you know, uh, like somebody like that who's got a whole bunch of people, quote-unquote, under him uh, yep. that 
he's going to have to be uh, managing because we've yep. all seen stuff where you take that main person out of the equation because they get promoted away or they move or they retire or something else happens and everything else seems to crumble within two to five years. The whole thing is a mess. So it That's could right. be that ki- that kind of a person. Or the other way it, around. Which other way? Like you put you, somebody you get in. rid of that toxic person and things start to pick up. There we go. Right? And you could yeah. almost see it as it's happened. Um, so it could be if you're in that type of a position. Um, who else? If, if you're a doctor and you're running a doctor's office, I would imagine. Well, what thing. I find is, like, usually it's people who are either in helping professions, like, you know, a- HR directors, training directors, guidance counselors, that type of thing, people who are therapists who are moving over to coaching, people who are coaches who want to get an edge in their coaching, uh, but also people who are leaders of departments. So it could be leaders of sales tr- sales departments or segments in the company or even project managers, that type of thing. Okay, here's the fun question. You ready? Yep. What if Anthony Weiner came to you right now? <laughs> Do you know who Anthony Weiner is? Of oh, well, you might not. Do you? I, I do know who Anthony. What what would I do? Well, I, I would put him in an intense uh, <laughs> private. I, I've had I've had clients who are extremely, extremely extremely high profile people whose names I cannot mention who I've taken through this process with, and and so that would not come as a shock to me. Okay. So like so, you think you'd be able to manage this guy? Like, so far on his own, he's not doing so great. Well, yeah, I I think that, you know, I look at, well, I'll tell you something. I look at some people who have gone through some pretty tough times in their lives, and I think to myself, gosh, if only I had the chance to coach them before this happened. You know, I think of Michael Jackson as an example. I think of, you know, know, Whitney Houston. I think of people like this, and I think, boy, I think that I could have – change the outcome had I only spent a few a few weeks with them. Mm-hmm. I think that because was maybe I'm, whatever, maybe I'm giving yeah. myself too much credit. But, well, you know, one can dream. Well, the, the end result is there's obviously some path that they started to take and most of the people around them perhaps were not the kind that could get through the barrier that they put up because they were probably, it's the old, you get your reward. If you're paying a whole bunch of people a lot of money and they're afraid to lose that money, um, because by alienating them and telling them the truth that might actually make a difference in their life would get them in trouble, I, I see right. how that might happen. But the reality right. is someone like you, if they would listen, I guess that's the variable. If they would listen, you're absolutely right. We probably have a whole bunch of more and better people in the world. All right, so for people interested in you um, and the stuff that you have, you go to Frame of Mind Coaching. You had started the interview with um, you were a a company owner, and I thought you said something about software. What did you do before this? Yes. I used to own a software company, and we used to build simulation-based assessments. And uh, what we were doing was uh, using those assessments to help companies figure out who to hire, who to train, who to keep, who to develop, that kind of thing. And what graduated you from that, to be from the company owner and the software stuff, to now where it seems like you're really are I'm sure you're good at what you did, but it feels like you're really following your passion right here. So what yeah, you know that? what? Life happens. <laughs> so okay. a few things. One was 
um, this data that we collected that helped us identify the fact that people with a higher degree of emotional resilience are more likely to succeed. So that was one bit of information. The other bit of information was, like, I had my own adversity in my life. I was married for close to 15 years and had a really, really tough divorce, and my goal was to go through that divorce with as much grace and dignity as I could muster, and sometimes that was not easy to do. And so what I would do is I would journal. I would just journal just to keep my head above water and just to, to breathe a little bit. And what I noticed was that every single time I journaled, I felt a little bit better, like there was a therapeutic effect. And so when I decided to go into coaching, I married these two ideas. And I said, what if I can focus on emotional resilience and thought management and, and use a journaling process um, as a therapeutic methodology, but also as a data collection methodology so that I as a coach could follow the path and get enough information to really help someone quickly. And at the same time, if all they did was journaled without me, they would probably get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And That's so an those things came together. That's interesting because I look at both of those areas of your life as being challenges meaning the divorce thing, and then also, you know, the well, the the, cha- the challenge of trying to figure out how what makes a good salesperson, what makes a good sales manager is one thing. And then the other process and being able to blend those things together. Sometimes I remind people, and I'm talking to different people, I might say, do you remember those adversities that Kim shared with us? Well, they kind of stunk when you went through them. I was from the vacuum cleaner yep. business, so I could use the word suck. So they used to suck <laughs> when, you, when you go through them. I could use that word freely, and okay, I'm like totally immune to that word, so that's okay, but they really used to stink. But if it wasn't for that, I remember there was one little thing that I read in Think and Grow Rich, you know, written by Napoleon Hill, that said, in every adversity, there's a seed of an equivalent benefit. And I guess it's to the extent where if you didn't go through those things, it might not have ever brought you where you are. So those, so those, those things that you were able to figure out how to make it work really made a whole new level of integrity in this word called coaching that I usually look at the 90% of and just say, oh, man, what are these people talking about? You really bring it to another level that I could say, you know, I could see would definitely work because – well. You know, what you're saying is really, really on the money, but imagine if you could go through the adversity and feel the, the, the weight of the adversity and know that this is exactly designed to contribute and, and fill some part of your future in a positive way. Then that adversity right there and then would be just a little lighter. If you it knew it as you were going through much. it. Yeah, it wouldn't suck as much. It would still suck. It wouldn't suck as much. (laughs) And so so imagine imagine kind of being predisposed to know that this is designed on purpose for me to do something with it. And so the question becomes, what am I going to do with it? And that's the key. It's the question. What am I going to do with it? That completely transforms your experience of the adversity right while you're having it. So for some people, when I talk to them, they say things like, well, we want to make sure we have a clear path to everything. We want all the lights to be on green for all of the people that work within our program. And I'm saying to them, I'm saying to them no, 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 no. You, don't want all the, you can't have all the lights on green all the time. First of all, that's not possible. Second of all, it doesn't build a strong organization. 
if you build a strong organization and you give them the immune system to be able to manage the colds that they eventually get, it sounds like the stuff that you're teaching about is going to help us do that. Okay, so we only well, have, that's like, exactly right. we only have that's one exactly. or two minutes left. I'm going to give the last one or two minutes to you to be able to shout out to the world and tell them, you know, if you're holding back, don't hold back. There's solutions here. I find that most people are like the ones we started this call with. They're kind of great people, but they're a little bit asleep. They're great people, but they may not realize the bottlenecks. They're great people, but they're probably not reaching their full potential. And maybe not all of them are great, but a lot of them that gravitate towards things like this usually have it in them. So can you give us that, come on, man, I did it, you can do it too speech? Well, I don't want to give them the, come on, man, I can, I did it and you can do it too speech, but I want to say this. I want to say that, you know, you have a life and to, you know, people spend money on vacations and they go away and they come back a week later and the, the, the feeling of a vacation just evaporates in five minutes. And what I want to say is give yourself a chance to learn who you are, learn about how you operate and what runs your life and give yourself a chance to take conscious decisions around all of that. So, you know, if it's not me, that's fine, but find a coach you love and invest in yourself. It's the greatest, most valuable vacation of your life that you will ever take. Excellent. Okay, so if you want to learn more about Kim, you go to frameofmindcoaching.com, take advantage of the evaluations that she has, speak to herself and speak to those assistants. No matter what, money that you spend and invest in yourself, it will come back to you in a bazillion ways, both tangible and intangible. It could mean the difference between success and failure, a happy marriage or a failed one. It could mean the difference between keeping your kids on the right track or the wrong track to the best degree that you can possibly do that, handling confrontation. It's just a whole bunch of different things that I know with confidence that you could gain when you're working with Kim and the people on her team. So, Kim, I'm going to say thanks for being here on our call. We made it. We made it. Thank you for having me on the show. And you're welcome, and we're going to have you back for sure. All right, guys, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Dash Radio, and we're going to end up now. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. At the Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404, and don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thedashradio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.